got a wild one for you this week. That's right. Meatball's wearing a t-shirt and thinks that's drag. It's, But it's because I have merch. Please go to meatland.com. Meatland.bigcartel.com and get your own fat slut shirt. We have our friend Tito Bonito on the show with us today. We're talking burlesque. We're talking about come on your face. We're talking about what it's like to be an artist and make your way. Find your purpose. I'm hard. That, that's right. And it smells like duty in here. You're welcome. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Number is two one three. Hey, Now on with the show. Oh, how you stop you stupid little you not so fuck you don't fuck you stupid little fuck big dipper me me that big dipper. Hello, people. Are you excited? There's a lot going on There's in our world. Too much happening. Too much. Done hot. Tell me about your nails. These have um little look. It's got little hamburgers and hot dogs and croissants. Oh. Some chippies on them. It's an interesting bag. It's like croissant, hamburger, and hot dog. Yeah, and BLT. Okay. So I was hoping that it was just going to be hamburger, hot dogs, and beer, because that's what it was advertised as, but it came with little chips. So I'm, I'm, I'm down fine for with the that. chips. You remember when you would microwave a bag of chips? And it would shrink really small. And then you could like turn it into earrings? Oh, I never turned it into eerie. What did you do? We would just make them real small and then bury them in the backyard so our parents wouldn't find them. Bury them? Well, because the it could have exploded the microwave. It was actually really dangerous because there's like metal on the inside of the chip bag. Yeah, that's what makes it so fresh. Anyways, lots going on. Too much. I mean, the math of this means that this, no. this coming Tuesday is our live show? At the Virgil in Silver Lake. Our 300th episode That's with special right. guests Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus. So, so get your tickets at sloppy300.eventbrite.com. That's right. Hopefully they're sold out by now. Me too. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I'm not even high today. And then this? Okay, so. I'm not. If you're in Austin, Texas, and we haven't sold out of tickets, go to fatslut.eventbrite.com and get your ticket to Fat Slut. We got Candy Muse, Kennedy Davenport, Louisiana Purchase, Low Tyon, and Many, many more. That's right. Lots going on. This is exciting. But we want to get right into our guest today. Yes. Um, the very lovely. This is a. This is someone who's been a friend of mine for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cuban missile and mine too. Okay. <laughs> you better fight for it. Wow. The Cuban missile crisis of burlesque. He's got a fat ass and a dirty mouth and a it's big old dick. It's Tito, Tito Bonito. And I'm very high right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Enough for you, Meeple. I'm very jealous. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Don't I'm so excited. Don't you bring your little yuck yuck Vapotron wherever you go? I do, but I'm having a little issue with Stizzy right now where they're not let. I can't suck through the little hole. You know, I was having that same problem. It, but do you have with a Stizzy? Stizzy. Okay. And normally using... with Stizzy, like I've never had that issue, but now it's getting all clogged up with the vape juice. Oh, st I thought I thought Stizzy was like slang. It's the name brand. It's the brand. It's the corporation. Yeah. <laughs> it's to me it's like the jewel of the weed. Jewel. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone Like the Jewel Osco? No, J U U L. That's a Midwestern oh, the reference. Jewel. Okay, Who's the Jewel like, Osco? Wait, like, is that a gas station? No, it's a, a grocery store it's a grocery and store. pharmacy chain. 
It's like Publix in Florida, but yes. in the Midwest. It's called Jewel Osco, and Jewel. then the competitor was Dominic's. <gasps> and then they were bought out by Mariano's. Wait, why do you have so much Florida? No, we're no this is Chicago. Chicago. This is still uh, Chicago. We're moving quickly. Okay, okay. Yeah, I went to Publix for the first time when I was in Fort Lauderdale. I love Publix. Miss Toto took me to the first Publix. Did you get fried chicken? I got the, yeah, I got a fried chicken sandwich. They love their fried chicken. But the I got a buffalo style. How many, where have you lived? That was because... actually my first job was Publix, so I love hearing y'all talk good stuff about it. What did you do there? Oh, I was just a cashier. I was like 17, so I wasn't, it was my first, first job. You were like, ding, ding, And you were back there dancing no, around well, all, while they, putting it in. No, I wasn't that gay yet, but they literally had me as the only male cashier and it was all like older Hispanic ladies so I actually learned a lot of Spanish there had the cute croquetas at Publix that was the best supermarket honestly seriously what supermarket compares out here Probably nothing. Ralph's is like the closest. Yeah, because Publix Publix is not necessarily like super high end but they're really well known for like the deli. Like you can go and get fried chicken or you can go to the deli and get like a sandwich and that stuff is good yeah 100 percent. but wait how you've lived, don't wink at me you've li- <laughs> you've lived yeah. in a lot of places right because don't you have like a little bit is there like a like a a parent with a job that moves around a lot is where did this, this come true? from i love this where did you source your material and your information this Somewhere is not in hot the recesses ones of my memory i thought this was hot ones where you're gonna know haven't a bunch of you stuff. haven't you uh, we do have a lot of things i here. did i moved uh i originally grew up in miami florida and yeah. then i spent like 20 years there and then once i came out i Good moved Botox to chicago oh so it's just the miami chicago la pipeline yeah yeah. Oh, okay. And then I technically went to San Diego during the pandemic, but I didn't really talk about it as a move because it was definitely temporary. Like, Oh, because so you're back in L.A. Yeah, I've been back for like a year now. Gotcha. That's why I was like, isn't yeah. he in Palm Springs? We're going to make him drive all the way out? But not yet. San Diego. San Diego, which is further. No, Palm Springs, not yet. When I'm an old gay, that's where I'm ending up. Are you looking forward to that? I heard that, that in 10 years, Palm Springs is going to be burnt out desert land. No one's going to want to live there. So it's going to be hot. so hot and dry. I'm from Ain't Miami. No one can live there. I know. As long as it's not humid, you I'm okay. okay with it. So you like Palm Springs vibe over like a Fort Lauderdale vibe? A thousand, ten percent. Yeah, like a hundred. But you like a Fort Lauderdale. I might like you a like Fort Lauderdale and growth i just like i i don't know i feel like fort lauderdale is way trashier yeah it's yeah, florida. Some florida. Reason, like classy but for some reason i like it yeah because it's florida it's yeah, trash because trash. You, you're you're <laughs> trash wait did you think that you were palm springs? did you think you were did you fucking think you were palm, palm springs? springs okay so what brought you to la from chicago uh, I thought I was a star, so I was definitely trying to make that lie you a reality. A well, now, but I definitely started burlesque in Chicago, so that was like the $15 a gig kind of line of work uh-huh. for a while, but this was also 12 years ago. Okay, let me ask you, you have this tagline, the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> he always does. Do you give it to, did you give it to yourself? Absolutely. The only thing I branding. Did, the only thing I didn't give myself was the name Tito, because I because my best friend G's Louise, who got me into burlesque, she was the one that was like, "You need to go around the world and call yourself the Cuban Missile Christ, like first name, middle name, last name." And I was like, "Oh, no. right. It's more of your tagline, not your name." Right. It's like a fun joke, you know. To right. Have. 
But yeah, no, it was definitely. It was originally going to be Havana Banana, but. <laughs> I, and you know what? I would have loved that too. You can still you can call me that. That's okay. still nobody else has it. that name, so that's fine. that's great. What? Okay. It's, and all of your costume reveals would just be like a blonde wig to like your hair. <laughs> just your banana rug. routines. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what? Did you ever watch Hannah Montana? Do you understand no, anything of what dis- we're talking about? Okay. I, I knew only know because my cousins. Yeah. Oh, oh. You know I know, actually. Oh. Oh, no. I only know it because of my cousins. I couldn't tell you anything outside of the movie. The oh, wait. Movie. No, Hannah Montana. Oh, my God. I was talking about Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> different. Those are different young ladies. Yeah, Hannah Montana is the Miley Cyrus. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. She had two identities. I'm old. You know, this week I'm going to be 38. So. Wait, what? The same age as Ginger Minch. Hey. That's. <laughs> Relevant? Oddly specific. We just, no, we we just talked okay, about okay, it. Okay. We were just like, <laughs> we were just oh, like with Corbett about Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. okay. And okay. I am also, um, I'll be 38 in a couple months. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm into it. So you started burlesque 12 years ago, did you say? What was what like? was burlesque like 12 years ago? Well, I did it in Chicago, so it was definitely like the Midwest. I feel like burlesque is very different More everywhere. Not even cold. Yeah, yes, a hundred percent more layers. But like the shows would be like all night, and then they would go like have like twenty people in like each set. It was like everybody was doing it. And a lot of the times when I first got into it, I would just go to support like my friends. Like I just like do remixes for their performances and stuff. And then I'd go, and it'd be all women watching women performing. And I was like, yeah, because it felt very feminist, but it didn't feel like lesbian. Yeah. So I was just kind of like. Is there a space for like me to try this out? Because right. I tried to do drag and I failed miserably. Was it the heels? It was everything. It what is was, a complicated. What was art. your drag name? <laughs> you, Hannah you Banana. You, no, you, Havana Banana. No, but the drag name is Hannah Banana. Hannah Banana. I actually don't hate it. My drag name was Dina Cochina. Okay. And what I was Cochina very mean? Cochina means nasty. One of the competitors I had in the first competition, which I only got second place because it was my birthday, said that I looked like <laughs> Captain Morgan. And I ah! definitely did. So I like propped up my leg up so I could just play the character. I love it. Wait, so wait. What about, okay, so you saw these women performing for when, women. Yeah, when did you, you were think, like, like, I got to get this dick I out there? I need a man, man's energy No, it wasn't. There? It was actually, it wasn't even like that. I went to college for theater and okay. then I couldn't like, figure it out like I just I could act but I I can memorize really easily but I couldn't put myself in like other people's shoes and like play uh. characters and I always had those compl- uh, conversations with my teachers and stuff and one of my teachers literally was like I think you just need to go and like live your life like go get your heart broken go do things so you can like really understand and not just live in your own brain so when I went to go see these shows I wasn't even thinking about anything like being involved in it but I was trying to perform at that point mm. that's why I was trying to do drag and my best friend who I love because you know that midwestern honesty Jeezy was like I love you <laughs> she was like here's the deal babe but like it's maybe not for you boo. I don't think this is for you and I also felt like that so it wasn't like she was telling me something that I like didn't agree with I was like you're right but what do I do and then when she showed me these burlesque shows I was like this is great but like also something I can't do right. and then she took me to see the stage door Johnny okay yes I used to hear Johnny? about this name all the time and they are three men who are gorgeous immensely amazing talented performers one of them is Jed Adore who travels all the time and tours with Dita Von Oh, uh, okay. He, he was. He makes porno too. Yeah, he does. Jed Adore makes porn. 
Yeah, I think that's how I know. I the need name. you to airdrop I'm, me that. I'm gonna just go to his Twitter, bro. bro? Oh, I think, yeah, I'm gonna need you to show me that because I know some that do. And oh, I think you're thinking about Chris Harder. No, I know Chris Harder. Yeah, I was like, Jedador, you know Jedador. Jedador, then there's an amazing black performer named Ray Gunn, and then there is a Asian one named Bazooka Joe, who is like my Batman. Ooh. He's like, because when I saw them perform, they were very muscular, and like, Jedador turned into a fucking, like, he had, no, this was Zoro, so he like ripped off his clothes with like a sword. Oh my God. He was amazing. Ah! And then Ray Gunn did like this um, Matrix act, and then Bazooka came out like Speed Racer. Oh, I love so that. So I clearly fell in love with the one that was a little chubbier and funny and like, but still felt very sexy on yeah. stage. And the minute I saw him, I just looked at Jeezy and I was like, she's like, I know that's why I brought you here. So, and till this day, it's like, I still feel like that's what I wanted to see out of drag. I wanted to feel like what other drag queen friends of mine had felt where they felt like that was the thing for them. Yeah. And when I didn't feel like that was for me, because I even tried to do drag. Two years ago, and I still was like, "God damn, this is harder than I." Wait, why do I vaguely remember that? What was that one for? For the pansy craze, right before yes! the pandemic. right before the. Yep, I do. Remember I had pink shades do my makeup because yes! I did not want to do it myself because I looked Cochina as shit. So I was like, "Did you Pinche- keep the name?" You were like, "Bring Dina Cochina." Back yeah. Oh out. yeah, I had to. I had to give her. Uh, you know that like the, bring the back second run. Absolutely. Okay. I I Jedador does not do porn. Thank My God. apologies. Who it's was a, it with the last name Ador? It's a different person, and I think he's in Palm Springs, and he has a burlesque look. He's like a pretty boy, really muscular body. I'll find it and send it to you. I don't have it in front of oh, me. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I was just, I was ready to learn something new today. Well, okay, let's take a break, and then we'll, we'll learn something new about you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. Those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. (laughs) 
And we're back. You got an OnlyFans? I'm sorry. Is that is that Whitney Houston? Is that, I thought that was Whitney. Whitney I thought that Houston. was Whitney Houston. I do have a very bland OnlyFans. Yo, what's I started. Going on what happened? Why is it bland? Are y'all subscribed? And that's why you're asking right now. Is this? No, but I will. I will just send you better stuff than I post on there. I started it right like the day that they were like, I think the world's gonna shut down. And because I was like, you really like your world is going out doing gigs, being a show person. The gig money, the tip money, what am I doing? You know, it's not like, oh, once a month I have a show. It's like every week, multiple shows. Yeah. So when the world shut down, you were like, I don't have any work. I, I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it like we all had the internet. I knew mentally I wasn't ready for it as much as I thought I was. But in that moment, I was like, no, we got to, like, whenever there's a problem, I usually get, like, the calmest. And I'm just like, okay, there's, like, at least one answer to this. Mm -hmm. So let's, like, yeah. figure this out. And the first thing I thought of was just OnlyFans because I was like, at least this is a way for people to, like, support, like, for some reason, people don't really Venmo and Instagram shows I was trying to do to no avail oh, of, yeah. of success. So OnlyFans, I just did it because I always throw like a million things out yeah. and see what sticks. So yeah. I didn't even expect to keep it or do it or even do like full frontal. And then one day I was just kind of like, I'm tired. Let's so you're not doing burlesque on OnlyFans. You're just giving dick shows. No, it's no, dances. It's both. It was both for a while. It was both. Yeah, I haven't really updated <laughs> it gotta, in a while. I've got to get on there. Yeah, don't. Take I'll just one. send you stuff. Like, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I have your number. <laughs> Did you feel like, because the other thing about burlesque is, and we should, full disclosure, I fucking drag the art form of burlesque. I know. Yeah, you hate it. I know. I hear you on the Tony Soto show. But, Tony I Soto does too. A lot of my friends do. That's why I like that. But because I, I want to hear that. I, I like it because it's like what I like is so campy. Yeah. It's like super campy. There's like an elevated, there's usually a story being told. And it there's like more effort that goes into it. Oh, am I gonna say I that? guess there's more effort that goes into a burlesque number than a drag. A, a good lot burlesque, of a good drag burlesque. Numbers. A lot of the time. A, a lot of the number. time, yes. Yeah. Cause what I will say is like when a burlesque number is not only about the costume but it's about the physical performance the charisma of the performer and the well-executed costume and song choice yes all of that makes it really golden but when it's like a song that a person is just sort of like it's a popular song and it's like oh you have nice things and a fucking beaded corset that comes off but like you're not doing anything you're not like telling a story and fuck a story if you can do backflips and you're a contortionist or you can shake your ass like how you can i'm all into it but like mm. you can't get away with it just for like taking your clothes off a little bit and um wearing an expensive outfit yes i mean especially as a guy that's why i liked i think that's why i picked burlesque too is because i knew it was going to be harder it was going to also like it wasn't just going to be a business thing it was going to be like a mental thing of being like you're a dude in this you have zero dollars to spend on a lot of costumes over time i like i think the fact that i surrounded myself with people who were not only good people but as performance artists they were always trying to elevate themselves right i think that luckily always stayed in my brain and even to this day i'm still like mm, we could do a little bit better next time but you Ooh. know Ooh. She's critical. You oh, gotta very, stay hungry. You gotta stay yeah, hungry. Yeah. I'm very, especially as my as hosting started to like kind of take over dancing now. Right. I'm very like critical of both, but I I feel like I'm not critical to the point where I'm like dogging myself. But I'm very honest of like if I have a video, I'm not gonna go, oh that was great. I'm like, you know what sucks. Fix it next yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, I feel oh, that. That's the way so I am. Anytime I watch a video of myself, any, doing anything, even if people are like, that was great. I'm like, no, no, I'm seeing everything wrong. Here. And it sucks because I'm like that towards you. 
when I'm like that towards you. Well, actually, I'll let your little vi- music videos go. I've never said anything bad about those. <laughs> Listen, looking is I'm still That's mad still that about. we got robbed for the robbed! video music awards. Because where the hell? The video music award. Like, you we think I would a- ever get nominated for a video music That award? video is iconic. That, that video good. saved my career. Wait, what? A 100%. I mean, okay, in so the Tito sense, wait, is uh, in my music video for Lookin', which is like a big car wash scene of a bunch of guys. And at one point, he takes his shorts off and he reveals ass tassels. And the Tito you, Bonito special. The Tito Bonito special. I mean, I've never seen them anywhere else. I'm I did sure not invent them, but yes. Oh, I've never seen them before. Yeah, I and, didn't. And then you lower your ass into two buckets of sudsy water and the tassels get so, a little bit of sudsy water on them. And then you shake your ass and the tassels go as if they're washing the bumper of a car. It's I, a great moment in the video. I just went off of you. I'd never tried that before in my life. But I was like, if it works, I'm going to hear everyone scream. And that's what happened. And that's what oh, happened. That's and so then funny. you, I think after the video came out, I'm so bad at promoting my music videos. Mm. But I remember you texting me and you were like, hey, can I post this video like on TikTok or something? And this was like, I mean, four years ago, three years ago. And I was like, sure, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like, I didn't care. But you were really hyping the video up like more so than I was. And I was like, I got to get better at promoting. I, I think it's also because people were responding to that video, like to me in a way that was unlike what I had experienced throughout my career. Because Tony would always talk about how in burlesque, it's predominantly straight audiences. Yeah. So that was until 2018. In 2018, I basically... 2018! (laughs) (laughs) I do like when you be screaming. And let me tell you something (laughs) off-brand, because I'll forget. That young throwback picture of you as the Boy Scout, as the Spread Eagle Scout, as we say here, is iconic. And it's literally your contact photo on my phone now. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's so scary. It's so much mouth. I don't know if it's scary, but I was looking at yours originally, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. You look so young. And then I swiped, and I was like, save, complete. (laughs) This is iconic. I can't believe you. Have you even told me? That you dressed like that you were a Boy Scout? Uh, no, well, but she every time I like see she your, was. I was, no, it was. But when I see yours, I'm like the way my mom would be screaming at that person because she takes that uniform so seriously. Uh, it's so funny because was I she the Scout leader. No, she would just get mad because I would let my friends come over and they're like, "Can I try it on?" And they would and be like, "We'd go roller skating and they'd be dressed up as a Boy Scout and she'd get pissed." TikTok got really mad at me when I started posting a lot of the Boy Scout videos. Really? Well, originally when I did it was to be like a protest because when I that's how long ago I started. It was to be like, oh, I want to be the gayest Boy Scout because yeah. if y'all don't want us in it, then I'm going to be like right. gay as hell. So Tito, for our listeners, Tito does, uh, it's to Anaconda, the entirety of Anaconda. All mm-hmm. four, four minutes. And it I is- I cut some of it. Oh, you did? A little bit. Like when she says, fuck the skinny bitches and shit, because, oh, yeah. you know, it's burlesque. Yeah. and you Can't like, be body shaming. Yeah, you like to keep it. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> it's like to the entirety of the song, mostly, and it is like very entertaining. It is a strip tease out of this like fully rhinestoned Boy Scout, Boy Scout uniform. uniform and with like a pretty impactful reveal. Like a lot of like the rips are like, whoa. Uh, it's great. It's a great number. Thank and you. My really favorite shake is your still the Batman a lot. one. Batman the Robin, Robin one? Yeah. Ah, I feel like with a beard, I can't really do it anymore. I but that might work. I think like the fact that it's Katy Perry. Me. 
I don't think we're supposed to stand Katy Perry anymore, though, right? What's the she song? For Rick Caruso. Teenage Dream. Yeah, but that's a, uh, like a... That was before she was problematic. That's when she was singing about kissing girls and hating gays. You're right. That's true. <laughs> hating gays? Because she had that song called You're So Gay. She? About how she hated her ex-boyfriend, oh, who was yeah. the lead singer of some band at the time. Oh, I don't know that. Get into it. Get into it. But I would like to talk to you about having to perform in front of straight audiences all the time. Because what is that like? There's it, not that many male burlesque performers so you're already breaking the mold that way and then you're coming out and dancing on their straight husbands uh no i definitely i'm really good about consent especially over the years working with that but you would be surprised because that's my biggest thing in the east side of this country dudes would be like absolutely i'm not even playing with this in the west coast for some reason everyone's bicarious they're just like oh yeah i'll fucking can you give me a lap dance and they'll like be straight as shit trying to get the attention because they just everybody just wants attention so like straight audiences it wasn't until i hosted that then people saw my personality that then they were like oh okay but when i first started performing where i would just they would randomly be like here's a dude there would be tables that would like walk up and just walk out and my thing is i was like i can't first of all you're still cutting the check right yeah Because if I'm getting paid, then, like, I don't really need my ego boosted. I'm still learning how to, like, perform and do all this. I've done, like, crazy performances because I didn't know what I was doing. I did Smack My Bitch Up by Prodigy once. It's a great song, Problematic Lyrics. But, exactly. Great video. (laughs) Hate. That is a hateful video. I love that video. That's an angry-ass video. She gets fucking beat up. She beats people (laughs) up, too. And then you find out it's a lady at the end. It's true. The twist. (laughs) But Shyamalan couldn't even come up with something that good. This is <laughs> this is what I'm curious about. Burlesque, like what is the trajectory? Like, let's use drag as an example. Before drag race, you looked to people like Coco Peru or Lady Bunny or you know Varla Jean Jackie and Ru- Jackie Beat and RuPaul. And like those were kind of the most visible drag queens there ever were. So for a for a queen, for someone getting into drag, they thought hey, I'm going to host regular shows. I'm going to have my own party. Maybe I'll have a brunch. Maybe I'll do an ad campaign for Odyssey Magazine. You know, it's like that was sort of like the level. Now with TV and Drag Race and everything, the level really doesn't exist. The limit does not exist (laughs) anymore. Like queens have any sort of uh, potential. And, you know, pardon my ignorance, but when I think of burlesque, I think of like, is Dita Von Teese really sort of like the epitome when it comes to burlesque as far as commercial or mainstream success? Like, what is the career path? I think... Uh, Clearly you have feelings about Dita. Murder, murder no, it victim wasn't, number two? You no, know what I mean? It wasn't even that. It was just more like... Um, Especially as a guy, like it's like a, if a drag king was getting into drag, like even though there is a good trajectory, I feel like my biggest thing was I tried to act in Chicago and I never got, I got every callback and I never booked a gig. Mm. And then I tried drag and I felt really weird about it. So then all of a sudden when burlesque came in, I was like, man, we're just going to try this shit out and right. come up with some real basic and just like a nerd to hot guy act. <laughs> so I just tried burlesque. And then when they said yes, I was like. Okay, we're just gonna. Since they said yes, why don't we just like go Michelle down? Michelle Williams sings. When Jesus, Jesus say yes, nobody can say no. Bring it down. Say it what? Hey, Beyonce. So, sorry. That song is so good. It's that so good. They the played one, it I believe in Jesus. People lost it's their the mind. One it's like the Jesus box. song that I'll play. Like I used to DJ that song. Sorry. So burlesque <laughs> said yes. Burlesque when said yes. Burlesque so. said I'm yes. still on that. 
I'm still on that. Even when I moved to LA, I moved with like 20 books and just like trying to like, I saw like- You the, read 20 whole books? No, 20- 20 bucks. Uh, uh, I was like, you I know, came I with twenty books to sell. <laughs> to sell, I came with my encyclopedia. I came with twenty books and I built a library. <laughs> and in Chicago, that was the thing. Like there wasn't, you know, Drag Race. Even in Chicago, when I lived there, it wasn't like the. It was big, but it wasn't the corporation that it is now. Right. So just like a ton of drag queens were like, I'm going to do this because, first of all, it makes me happy. I see that it makes other people happy. And even if it doesn't do all of that, if it pays my bills, let's fucking do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it wasn't until like the last couple of years that burlesque started really just like paying for everything. And I know it's because I do multiple things, not just like host and perform. Right. But I know how privileged we are to be performing naked like this in the world. Like just the fact that you could be killed in a different country. Like I'm always checking my shit. I'm always kind of like, I'm glad that people are growing. I'm glad that burlesque is growing. I feel like in the last 10 years alone, even during the pandemic, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to die. Like, and it didn't. Like people were like, oh, now I can be on the internet. Now I can. And I think the biggest thing with burlesque is that if it's bad, it's almost like jarring to watch someone try to get naked. Mm. And that's the biggest problem why people hate burlesque. Because there is, you could watch drag and it'd be bad. And it's good. And it's still it's much funny. better right. than watching someone be You're like. so right. Wow. So I think that's the biggest thing. And as a guy, like somebody told me this recently and I didn't understand it at the time. But I was like, like back in the day when I moved to LA, I mean, I had like holes in my socks when I was performing and just wearing regular t-shirts and really just like, oh, you're giving me 30 bucks and this is what. Yeah. I can provide for you. And then one of my friends who I really look up to, she was like, the biggest thing, because there used to be this all-male burlesque show in L.A. called Meat Fest. <laughs> I'll say, actually, if you want, I will lend you some of the DVDs because we have full DVDs of shows back in the day in L.A. Like, they would film the entire thing, even for the hosts. So, like, I have, like, like 40 DVDs Wait, of different shows what? I was just in. just, like, clubs would record? It was just a specific... The specific show would film. That's not okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. They would pay and they would give you the video. They would give you a DVD of the whole show. So, like, especially if you were hosting the show, you would literally be able to watch yourself. Uh, oh, so you can fix the problem. I can fix the problem if I watched them. That's how I fix yeah, it's like, 90% it's like of mine. Game day review. Yeah. For the sports. But that was the thing. They told me they were like in MeFest, all the guys were like straight because they were like husbands of the girls that were performing. And I was like, and one of the ones that I watched, I was the only gay one. I was the only Latin one. And I was the only chubby one. And I was like, but I'm loving my life. And my friend was, because she was like, the thing about you that was different was that like you never made fun of your body when you were getting naked. You always like loved you like- yourself. Yeah, like it wasn't like I wasn't just like oh, but at the same Happy time, I was like, take a look at this in my big old peppy nippies. <laughs> I was know? like, I also don't feel like that because I feel like I do so much comedy that like I guess I don't really look at it as anything other than me just trying to perform, entertain y'all, and then have like you said, which I'm so glad that you like both have acknowledged this multiple times. You're but bigger? I tr- <laughs> that fat ass now. No, the fat ass. Imagine back in the day when I started burlesque, I was. 150 pounds and I'm 210 now so imagine trying to spin tassels on a skinny ass 70 pound lighter booty it was I never did tassels back in the day (laughs) and then I gained weight and I was like no wait a minute you were like no thank you 
you're gonna need to put some tassels on. Because you have a BBL shape naturally. Yeah. Yes, from Jesus. Do people think it's a BBL? Yeah, I mean, but I let people touch it if they ask nicely, so they can. Wait, what were you gonna say? We both brought up what? We both brought up what? You so were the, just oh, the fact that I was that I I do feel like every act that I do for the most part is like there's a lot of layers to it. Not oh, only yeah. like oh, yeah. the act, the act physical layers, but like I try to do so many different layers in the actual act. So I like that it comes across because I do feel like I have to do more than just strip. You know? Yeah, I feel that way too. I mean, uh, talking about like being the odd one out as like a musical artist, like oftentimes at a drag show or in a nightclub, I've I feel like I always have to sort of overcompensate or be better than every other act just because I'm always the surprise. You know, I also have been at places where a table of people have gotten up and walked out when I took the stage. I'm like, oh, they have to go masturbate. That was too hot for them. Bye. Yeah, have a great day. Spin that. My favorite is the, just watching them leave as they look at me or like the <laughs> face that they make when they see the first hairy drag queen they've ever seen. They're like, uh, like oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, they don't know what to take, what to do with it. Okay, before we take a break, I, you know me, I love logistics. Oh yeah, let's. Get so into I'm it. really curious, like, what is the level? Like, uh, are there festivals? Are there competitions? There are huge competitions. Do you become like the a teacher, Awards. an instructor? Like, what is the career path? Like, if there are bullet points, but just building it. Like, I teach. I I actually headline a ton of festivals, thankfully. So I travel a lot. Uh, burlesque Hall of Fame. We got most comedic. I think like the year before we did big uh, look in, and then uh, for the Boy Scout Act, got most comedic for, and I wasn't even gonna do that act. I was gonna do my Cuban immigrant rafting all the way to Florida, and then all my oh, friends. Oh, I like, like that one too because you like you're in the thing with the what is it called? An inflatable with the the little water on it. Yeah, you, you do you guys remember Ilian Gonzalez? That's what I called myself for the long. I said I am the Ilian Gonzalez of burlesque, and so many people here are like, who? That That's I guess me. I was I said, East who, Coast who is news, that? Jesus, That's because you're that young. Was so traumatic. That's actually how 24 Hour News started when Elian Gonzalez came. No, it started when Little White Jenny fell down the well. And we're gonna take a break. We are wait, back. Oh, wait, don't no, tell me who he is. Elian uh, Gonzalez was a young kid who came from Cuba on a raft with, with his parents, with other people. But for whatever reason, like with his family, well, his mom was, died on the way over, uh, and then so once he get, came to America, his family was like, "Well, he wants to be here because we, he clearly has a better life than in Cuba." And even he would go on TV. It was the first time like all the like CNN would like camp out in front of their house in Miami and then basically Fidel was like if you don't bring this child back to us in three fucking days we're gonna go to war yeah. it was the Cuban Missile Crisis all over again and then there's a very famous picture of Janarino being like okay let's go bombarded the house of SWAT teams and grabbed the child with from, like, guns the closet, from the closet right? yeah and there's he like a picture hiding. wait what the fuck and, and then they sent him back, back to Cuba and now he's like a general of the Cuban army or has been one for a while and like loves Cuba and like I mean, my thing is, it's like, it's, I, it was very polarizing back in the day because you never knew how people felt. But at the same time, I'm like, his dad is still alive and his dad was going, I want you back. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what y'all's opinions are. He, dec- his mom ain't here. So if his mom made it, unfortunately, he probably would have stayed here. But that was like a huge thing in like 98. Yeah. I think. 
I was so young. No, I know. I was so gonna say, young. were you even so youthful? Born? I was a little baby back then. Um. Okay. Well, listen. You you listen to our show, mm-hmm. so you know. Do you that listen? I do. Yeah. That's why when I was told there was video, I was like, I know. <laughs> said I'm aware. I know. Um. So, but we have some voicemails that we could all listen to. Yeah. I'm into that. Okay. So I've pulled these um here. Um. I would like to start with this one. Hello, slaps. Um, I'm not actually here for a fuckstock story. I'm here for what I think you should call um, drag or defend, where apparently we all just call in and either drag you guys or defend you. I'm currently here to defend my sweet baby boy, Big Dipper. How fucking dare these hoes come for you when you do nothing but produce quality content? You're running that mom shit. You know, you're out here and showing us all the goodies, you know, performing on stage like it ain't nothing. Fucked in hoes, Dipper. And frankly, it feels good they're Semitic to me as a fellow Jew. <laughs> Honestly, they probably said the same thing about Anne Frank. How dare they? Obviously, meet all your lovely. Keep doing you guys. I played Don't Mr. Doozle on Anne Frank. Love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Sorry, this is your friend. You've told somebody to do no, it. No, I kidding. didn't. We, I got dragged to shit on a recent episode, but the reason I like this, first of all, shout out to the Anne Frank reference, but second of all, I love the idea of drag or defend. I don't think I do. What do you mean? Because they're gonna drag. At some point, they're gonna drag us. No, I think as like a, a like a part of the podcast. Oh, like I could be like Meatball. Are you watching White Lotus? Drag or defend? Defend. Right. Exactly. I, like I think it can be. It can I'm become in. part of the. I, thank you, Anne, the for layered, calling in and letting us know the layered tapestry. Wait, her name was Anne. No, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it took you a minute. <laughs> I was like, no layers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <it was> like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you want to hear a really sloppy sex story? Yeah. Always. Is this your Hi, Fox. Call? Take two. Um, Long time listener, first time caller. Um, I called earlier, but I was interrupted by a phone call from a guest because I needed help uh, because I work in a hotel. So, anyway, I go on Grinder every now and then when I'm feeling in the mood and meet people online and tell them to come over so I can fuck them off in the back room. And I met this Indian guy online, and we were chatting back and forth. He sent me a couple pictures, and he's looking hot in these pictures, and the dick is huge. And immediately I'm like, yes, come over right away. So he comes over. He's at the back door. I come to let him in. He is not the same man in the pictures. (gasps) He's, like, slightly different looking. And by slightly different looking, I mean uglier. And so I'm, like, slightly panicking in my head, but I still go through with it because I'm a little slut, and I wanted to dick. So I get into the back room, and he unzips his pants, and I'm sitting there in anticipation, waiting for this huge, big dick to bump out, right? Turns out he also catfished with his dick. You can't do the ball! A slightly below average dick, which I'm not mad about, but, you know, when I'm expecting something I would have been mad. Huge, That's I where I would have been like, you know, I need that. But mm. it was fine. No, it wasn't fine. I'm lying. Um, he lasted like a total of 30 seconds. I saw and, that coming. Um, Get ready right for before this. I sucked his dick, he had to pee. And I stood there waiting for him to pee. Um, and then he turned around and sat down on the bowl and said, wait for one second. So I said, okay. And I stood outside of the door awkwardly. Well, I think he took a shit. I'm not entirely sure. But that happened. And yeah, I'm a mess. I'm a slut. Um, he also came at least you know, like a little bit. So 
I tried to rub it off as best as I could, but it's like staining, I think. So I have a question. It, there is a question. That. Have y'all ever willingly or not willingly, but knowingly or unknowingly sported the cum stain look? Because I think I'm going to be sporting that look for this no. morning. And everyone in the I'm a total little slut. Um, but thank you for your time. And I hope to hear this on the podcast soon. Love you guys very much. Thank you for all that you do. Goodbye. I appreciate the range. I hate. There was a that's a lot. There's of, a lot to say. A lot of okay, so let's just go over the key points. There was a catfish, fake dick, Not took a shit, double catfish, double catfish. Because mm-hmm. you can catfish your face with old photos no, you as long as you use the real dick. Mm-mm. For me to be for you, yeah. For me, yes, I would never do that. But but you would be okay with but someone I'd be that okay faked being their like face. okay as long as you don't look like that but as long as like the body and the dick is the same I'm like, we can work around I've experienced the other dick with the dick was where good? they're like really good looking but they have a not so great dick but they include a good looking dick with the package so it's like you meet them you come over but then the dick I didn't like it but I have experienced the other why like, that, that doesn't track did you go all the way like did you just were like I'm here let's I do never it? turn people down. Because at that point you're already there. I already had my knee pads. Do you on. turn people down? I turn people down all the time. I have. N- it's you been close a very the door in their face. No, I would be like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. But that hasn't happened in like a uh, ten years. Like I feel like I once I started working at that other bar that I was like, uh, like the circus one. That's when I realized that like going out was gonna be more beneficial to me finding anyone because I'm the kind of person that I can't just go off of pictures. I have to like like there was enough of those bad feel experiences. Yeah, I gotta feel the vibe because there also is so many times in LA where there's someone that's gorgeous, perfect for you, and then you meet them, and then you're like, holy shit, you're in danger. So I've... Because they're either too dumb. Yeah. I'm, they live a crazy life. They might start doing racist. drugs in front of you. One guy said, what racist? was the one? I never grew up with the word S-P-I-C, but like, so I never heard it until I moved to Chicago, and he said that's that. That's a liquor store in Texas. I thought it was Spick and Span, like the yeah. brand. But you see, everybody gets like that. That, Someone that drops... deals with racist white people because Miami. Who you gonna who are you gonna call that in Miami? Yeah, everybody. So yeah. I never. I even asked my grandma. She's like, like, oh, so you're gonna go to Miami and call everyone? A... No, I said everybody would be offended by that. In Miami. No, nobody would know because no, everybody is for right. the most part. Like nobody yes. never ever heard of that. So I remember one time I finished with this guy that was really hot, and then he literally goes because I lived in MacArthur Park, yes. and he was like, oh yeah, this is that bad neighborhood with all the. And I was just like, yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go, and that's where I like chilled for a while because i was like you have trash taste in men so you're gonna focus on the career for a little bit i just told this story because someone was asking me how old was the oldest person i ever slept with and i recounted that story of that guy in his 70s when i was living in new york and we were like laying in the bed afterwards and he said something about like the hooligans on his block and like said like three racist things in a row and i already had like my pants were up by the time he finished his sentence and i was like i'm yeah, out you of know here. when it's time to go and Just never talk yeah what? so that's why i don't care about being awkward and being like like one of my first experiences ever was like a guy came over and he literally looked so different than his picture that i that was the first time i was like yeah this isn't gonna work out Shout and out I, to you. you know what I'm well no i feel like i'm the only what? one because everyone's like oh i'll do it anyways and i'm like no maybe i, I should I, 
good. I leave. I leave. But sometimes I've let stuff start. Like I've yes. like begun sucking their dick, and then I'm like, it's just yeah, in don't. my head going, going, going. And I remember that just reminded me of this one time. It was when I first moved to Hollywood, and I was living in Burbank. What's your dream? What? Oh, what's your dream? Because you're in Hollywood. So I was. Uh, I went over to this guy's house, found him on Growler. I want to say again, catfish didn't look right. I, we got fully naked. I began sucking his dick in his room, and then it like dawned on me like this isn't who he said he is. I feel like I'm in danger. I don't like being here. I could just leave, and without speaking, not saying any words, I was just up. I and can went leave. And put my clothes on. He goes, "Where are you going?" And I didn't say a word <laughs> the I whole just time. Put the, I didn't say a word. I didn't know what to say. The I was whole like, time. The whole time. And I just kept getting dressed. He's like, "Are you gonna go?" And I was like, mm. You don't even deserve words. And I just like kind of was like putting the shirt on as I like walked out. And no, I have never walked around in public with cum on me. Yeah, if we're going to answer that question. Like I'm an adult and I don't have cum on my my clothes. I have left like a quickie dick sucking scenario, like like a staircase in a parking lot type of scenario. Come on, sketchy sex. You want sniffies? No, I have a really bad story, so I'm waiting. With cum... Uh, like in my beard and a little drip. Walking through the grocery shirt. store. And I have done that. Now, back in the X Tube days, you remember X Tube? Yeah. Yeah. There was this like really sort of like messy cocksucker in San Francisco who part of his whole thing is he would always film himself sucking dick and then he would he, he would hook up with guys in the Castro and he also lived in the Castro. So he would always walk home and he would suck their dick. And not stop the cell phone camera. And it could have been like, remember flip cams? Like it yeah. could have been that long ago. Then they would finish all over his face. And then he would get up, walk out the door, and it would never cut. And he would walk home holding the camera in front of him with like the cum dripping all over That's his face. That's art. That was like his fetish. That reminded me of the time I got catfished in Las Vegas and I had cum on my face and didn't realize it. And so I was <laughs> didn't down realize at the, it? I didn't realize it was there because I was drunk and I was trying to get out of the room. And I didn't... Um, until I was walking by the Bellagio fountains going off, and I was like, oh, I should get a selfie in front of this. And I was just like, come on, my cheek. What was the catfish? Uh, he's just older than the pictures. That's fair. I did the other day, actually. A guy finished on my face, and I was like, we live so close to each other that I was like, I kind of want to walk home. And I literally, and it was like, like there's something Realize about Mary. What you feel. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would have been like, hey. No, it was such a like joke that half of me was like, "That's why I want to do it," because yeah. it was like so obvious, godly, obscene amount. And I think I had just seen like a girl on Twitter or something like do that in New York. That I was like, "It's in my head. Let's go. Let's hey, go." Did you? Fun. Yeah, I walked home. It was like a like a literal block. But it was but it was broad fans? daylight. No, I should have taken. We a gotta picture. get you back on that. Only we gotta get you back. Okay, I mean we're I don't watch it. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna send notes. We're gonna yes. take a break and when we come back, Tito is gonna tell us the wild and crazy story. And we're back. Tell us about your sniffies that got. Before we do Why that, I'm going to play one more. Oh, uh, one more. Okay. Just, 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 just to round it out. So yeah. we all did. 
uh, at one point have come on her face. Yes, we've yes. all done okay. it. So, we've but it's it also that thing where it's like it's not like it was on my clothes and I was walking around with it on my clothes because I didn't know. I don't like come sin clothes. I don't like. Oh, that. I don't either. I just did it for the story, and I'm glad I got to share it here. <laughs> you, know. you know, y'all actually the first people I, I ever said. Too? That too, yeah. I was just kind of having that. Well, you said it just happened. Yeah, you said it just happened. Who else would you have told? Oh, I tell my best friends Jazzy? everything. Uh... I know you're covering Dragula, and that that you should. I can't watch it because I have nightmares when I watch this Ghost drug. Whisperer. Oh my god, so, I need to get tequila uh, on the way. I can't do Dragula, but girl he's living in a commune now it's snowing there i just <sighs> i need to know that you hear me i need to know that you hear me big dipper and meatball because you got me through the pandemic <laughs> you really did why and sorry but you're my best friends you're my only friends you're my only friends Did I leave this? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, wait. Have you been? Did you? Do you? You're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Have you, you know been about following the gay, the British, gay bear? British bear who like husband left him and then he was like had tax issues and no, not recently because they banned me permanently <laughs> TikTok. So I was like, what were you showing? Nothing. Nothing. This first of all, Twitter banned me. Which well, who the fuck does Twitter ban? That's where I was last year. Meet. And then all of a sudden, like two days ago, because Elon Musk was doing all his shit, I was like, let me try to ask them to get my account back. And they're like, okay, here you go. And my account that I've had for like 11 years, they're like, okay, you can just have it back. So I was like, oh, okay. That's great. I know. Why did so, they ban you off TikTok Because me and, sexual? No, because DTLA Proud when Tito Soto did Freddie Mercury, uh-huh. Queen, or they that music, six years later, they were like, yeah, you have too many like different songs that you're using. It wasn't even anything. Like it was, and I think TikTok's that was just, whole app was built on like a song app. I know, and all they want you to do is use, use them. Song. Well, TikTok never told me. That was what Twitter told me about banning mm. me. TikTok never said anything, anything. And then the thing is, they also banned my other friend that did burlesque. I had like eighty thousand followers, and I think it's just like at the end of the day, there's just a certain part where sex work and adjacent is just kind of gonna get dogged out unless you know somebody that's there. It's so, so weird. If you know anybody at TikTok, give me back. Well, this guy on TikTok, we joke about him all the time uh, because he makes these very sort of sentimental feeling like there's always sentimental music and he like muses about the world. But as we say, a lot of his musings are just like, yeah, you have to be a responsible adult. It's like like he's an adult that's like learning adult things that we've all known for 30 years. He's like very interesting. So. He got divorced. Is my nose bleeding or just dripping? Just dripping. Okay, we're fine. He got divorced. He also had a boyfriend at the time. The boyfriend broke up with him. He got a really big tax bill. He had to pay the tax bill. So he sold all his stuff. He moved then he to went San and Francisco. Slept with a woman. Slept with a woman. Now he's he now came he to the to realization a... that he's bisexual and he's living on a commune and he's making all these videos from the commune. And his and his friend at the commune is straight identifying, but they'll fool around and they cook dinner together. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there's so a lot our, going on. Our sloppy community is very aware of this individual's TikTok accounts. Um, and Do you think we, he's aware of us? I would love for him to be on the show. I have so many questions. I would love for him to be on the show. I think his TikTok name is Gay British Bear, but I don't know. You better speak that into existence. I think it is somewhere there. And sir, we have Zoom, and I know you could Zoom Zoom from the commune. 
I zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, we just Zip. wanted to say. You know what I mean? Zap. It's zap comes second. Not I forget. Zap. I'm a stripper. Work. That's my TikTok fan. <laughs> work, honey. <laughs> you better work, sis. Um. Anyways, to our listener, we hear you. We know you're seen and you're we seen are and heard, and we are good friends with you. <laughs> I've got another great voicemail for us. Here we go. Hi. Um. I actually have something very sloppy. Um. Yeah. So for months I've been dealing with uh our the little nozzle in our bathtub not working for the drain. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we hold it down with a little piece of tape and our landlord's been neglecting that. And uh, well, occasionally uh, me and my boyfriend like to have threesomes. So we had a guy over and there was a little accident and we're, you know, very understanding. So we're like, oh, you clean off in the restroom. So he takes a shower and he comes back and we hang out the rest of the night. He goes home. And eventually, I want to take a shower myself, so I go to my shower, and there's wet shit all over our bathtub, covering everything. And that little latch that was not working fell off, and it's been working for months. And so the drain is, is not draining anymore, and there's wet shit everywhere. I just finished cleaning it, and I'm going to bed, and I'm homophobic now. I was just going to um, say he's going to yeah. be like, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, um, William Pitts. Wait, what? I think he said believe it. Now, he did fo- follow this phone call up uh, like shortly after because I think he was like, oh, I'm so disoriented from cleaning up all the shit. I forgot to tell the juiciest part, which is. I would like to also say this man stayed for four to five hours after he did that to our bathtub. Cuddled with us and was super cool hanging out and everything, knowing what he did. <laughs> Did not meant to say anything. <laughs> he stayed. He stayed. Yeah. You bitch! Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> he literally. Unbelievable! Uh, Are they still no friends? No more Peruvian men for me. I'm done. Oh, oh you no. ain't got that last See? part. You could have cut See? that last part out. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? <laughs> he end? said no more Peruvian men for me. Why do you always oh, no. have to Why boil it, it down to that bullshit? You gotta generalize um, everyone from one. That was off. absolutely insane. I feel like it was his fault. To, not even the guys. This guy's fault. The caller? Oh, just for saving like the Peruvian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you teach him how to use your bathroom? Wait, yeah. Why, why aren't why you so poor that you, you can't don't have fucking to, fix it? Yeah, call a plumber. I would say, boo, my bathroom's not working that well. So, like, maybe. Call us if you have an issue. Yeah. But, okay. So, just, I just want to go over the basics of this one more time. Yes. <laughs> this person came over for a threesome, said there was a bit of an accident. While they were fucking. Went to the bathroom. To clean up. And then decided to shit all over their tub. tub. I assume they were attempting to clean out a little further. Realized, oh no, there's a full, I'm a full chamber. Oh, and just assumed like, oh, well, at least they're. It's in the tub. Bathtub will work because everyone's. Yeah, and most people when they clean out are doing it in the shower and then stomping it down the drain. A lot of people like that. Yeah, I can tell you one thing. I clean out the shower and nothing is ever getting stomped. Okay, call in and let me know if you stomp because that is all I hear people talking about. There's never anything that big that comes out. 
People do stomping down the drain. I think people do a lot of things that don't make any sense, but... Uh, when you clean out, does a full turn? Absolutely never have stomped in the tub or put my poo... Like, I've never put poo on my foot! <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... I've never... <laughs> I hear about stomping! You know me, I don't clean out. I'm not waffle bottoming. Waffle stomping, that's what they call that's that. That's what I hear. Mm. I'm a blue waffle stomp. Oh my God. Wow, I feel... The, it's the fact that the dude stayed around and was just like, oh, so y'all want to watch Netflix? Oh, oh so no shitting one? all over their bathroom. Like, maybe he thought, okay, if I run the water, it'll all just slowly drain down. No one. And so I will distract them for five hours to keep them out of the bathroom. No one went in the bathroom around. the entire time? Clearly no one went or else you would smell the shit in you, their house. I feel like you would smell it even outside of the room. Because there was shit pungent. everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I do a fart upstairs and it makes its way down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same. Same. All right, we gotta end. We gotta end. Tito, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. We lived up to your expectation here. More than. I hope I did the same. You did. Uh, Meatball, anything to let the children know? Um, This Friday at at Cheer Up Charlie's in Austin, Texas, please come to Fat Slut Austin. We have Candy Muse, Kennedy Davenport, Low Tie On, and Louisiana Purchase, and many, many more. So get your tickets at fatslut.eventbrite.com. That will be next Friday, December 9th. Next Friday, December 9th, you fucking bitches. That's right. And this coming Tuesday, we're going to be doing our live Sloppy Seconds 300th episode in Los Angeles with Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkin. At the Virgil. So get your tickets at sloppy300.eventbrite.com. Do you know our phone number? I know it's on your Instagram bio, but not by heart. Oh, well, I guess you don't know the song. So if you want to call in and let us know if you stomp your waffles down the drain, it is 213-536-9180. Our email is at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere. You can listen to the podcast. We come out every two times a week. Oh, my God. Every two times a week. I got to go. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper... And Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 